foreign nationals have a right to come to the U.S. border and seek protection. If Title 42 goes away, you're going to have an overnight influx of about double the number of folks that are coming over now. This chaos that the congressman has talked about isn't just the chaos that's happening from people crossing the border. It is chaos because they have created this chaos. Thank you for joining me for this edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. I'm Jamie Virgen with Sinclair Broadcasting Group in San Antonio, Texas. Living only two and a half hours away from major border cities like Eagle Pass, Del Rio, and Laredo, I have been able to cover immigration and border issues here in Texas for the past two decades. I have seen the topic of immigration go from international and national headlines to only local coverage. The past three years has really thrown it back in the spotlight as the world fought a pandemic and the United States shut down the borders using Title 42. The CDC put Title 42 in place in March of 2020 to stop the spread of COVID-19. This allowed the quick expulsion of migrants without giving them a chance to seek asylum as outlined under U.S. law. We invited Democratic Texas State Senator Roland Gutierrez and Republican Congressman Tony Gonzalez to sit down and talk with us about some of their fears and expectations on the eve of that border restriction ending. Both of their districts cover a huge part of the Texas border, including Del Rio, where last year we saw a humanitarian crisis as Haitians and those from other countries crossed in the thousands seeking asylum. We also invited Amy Maldonado, a nationally recognized immigration attorney who is also the elected director of the American Immigration Lawyers Association Board of Governors for some insight on the undoing of Title 42. And we have with us now State Senator Roland Gutierrez. Uh, he has a part of the southern border here in Texas, from San Antonio all the way to Maverick County, Valverde. And we also have Amy Maldonado. She's an immigration appeals attorney. Amy Amy is a lot more than that, but I think I'm simplifying her title. She does a lot of things with immigration. And of course, we have Congressman Tony Gonzalez. Amy, maybe we can start with you. What is Title 42? So Title 42 is an archaic public health law that has not been used in, oh gosh, like 80, 90 years. And during the Trump administration, Stephen Miller came up with the idea, this has been reported on in the press by the New York Times and the Associated Press, came up with the idea to use Title 42 to prevent immigrants from entering the country, foreign nationals from entering the country based on illness. So he proposed to use it for an outbreak of measles that was rejected by the Trump administration. He proposed to use it for a different outbreak. I think it was, I can't remember if it was mumps or the flu, but he basically, he kept trying to use it. And then COVID came along and that was, it was an exclusionary policy that was looking for an illness to base it on. And that is how we got Title 42. So Title 42, was initially opposed by the CDC and Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence overruled the CDC. And we in the immigration bar and the advocacy community 
expected President Biden to live up to what he said he was going to do and stop Title 42. And so it's very disappointing to see my own congresswoman and other people, um, Congresswoman Slotkin, send letters to the president asking him to continue, continue Title 42. Because what this policy is being used to do is it's being used to prevent lawful asylum seekers from accessing a humanitarian um, asylum system and the protections of US law. Foreign nationals have a right to come and come to the US border and seek protection if they are afraid of return to persecution and torture. There are many, 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 the vast majority, I would say, meritorious cases given the conditions, which is, I mean, that's a bigger global problem, you know, when conditions are so dangerous in Central America, are so dangerous in Haiti, that people being returned there are going to be harmed. We have an obligation under international and U.S. law not to return them to harm. Title 42 has prevented that. And we now have like a four or five year backlog of people who were unable to get in camp. And you know this very well, Yami, camps at the border with horrible conditions because we didn't have an orderly process of screening and admission for asylum. Okay, and Congressman uh, Gonzalez, this is one point of view from one side. You are right now part of the congressmen that are asking to maintain Title 42 because of the large numbers that are expected to come in. Talk to us a little bit about what you're foreseeing and what your biggest fear is for the Texas border. Title 42 came about during this global pandemic. You know, we no one was prepared for a global pandemic. You know, Title 42 was uh, one of the policies in place that helped uh, helped the uh, secure the border in some some form or fashion. And you know, if we're if we in Congress are going to continue to talk about COVID relief packages and signal that, you know, this pandemic isn't over, well, then Title 42 absolutely remains relevant. If you, know, if you talk to any, any expert along the border, whether that be a border security expert or whether that be somebody that lives along the border, you know, they, they will tell you that if Title 42 goes away, you're going to have an overnight influx of about double the number of folks that are coming over now. Right now, it's unsustainable. I mean, it's at a saturation point. The other part that has been very frustrating with this administration is they haven't they haven't devoted any energy towards legal immigration reform. You know, you start talking about asylum in some of these cases. Many of these people are coming to, you know, to, to flee an economic situation, uh, not necessarily qualified for asylum. About 88 percent of the folks do not qualify for asylum. Well, there, guess what? There is no route for them to come. Uh, through a process. You know, I'd love for this administration to have a, a different view instead of encouraging illegal immigration and encouraging people to come over and live in the shadows, which no one should, should, have, should be able to do or should want to do, is to create an environment that encourages work visas, encourages folks so that they can come over the legal route. You know, instead of coming under the bridge, instead of encouraging people to come under the bridge, let's encourage people to come over the bridge. State Senator Gutierrez, your district goes, I mean, this is a huge part of the U.S. border. It includes Valverde, it includes Maverick County. What are you expecting right now to start coming across? The large numbers that are coming in are about 750, I believe it was yesterday that Border Patrol stopped in five groups. Do you think 
Title 42 is going to have an influx or do you think it's going to stay the same because they're already coming in? Look, I, I absolutely think it's going to have an influx and I'm fine with that. And I'll tell you why. I'd rather have them going through the front door than the side door. I'd rather have people that are eligible for asylum be able to uh, be interviewed for credible fear. Uh, if they pass their credible, credible fear exam, they can go down the road, be released, uh, sent to their communities where they're going to live and be able to try that case within a year's time. Um, the reality is most people along the border today, whether it's Title 42 or Title 8, are getting detained and deported. I mean, that's the, far, the firm reality. Uh, the congressman and I come at it from two different perspectives. I'm the state senator in these communities. Certainly, we do have a porous border uh, but we have to tackle immigration uh, in the right way. And the right way is by having the federal government do it. The congressman suggested that we should have legal immigration. Uh, I agree. The, the minute that the congressman wants to put forth a bill for DREAMers, I think he should file that bill tomorrow. The minute that he wants to do the H-2A bill to solve our farm worker problem and give them a pathway to residency, Congressman Gonzalez should file that bill tomorrow. We have a immigration problem in the United States for sure, but it's very complex and it's not easy as, a, as some people would wanna make it to be. But at the end of the day, if people are crossing our bridges and asking for asylum, the vast majority of them will be detained and will be sent back to their home countries. And the few that qualify will be allowed rather than cross a river in Del Rio or Eagle Pass or my community or the community of congressmen and drown or have our soldiers, as we had with uh, Bishop Evans, lose their life. Uh, it is astounding to me that we saw guardsmen and that we saw uh, Border Patrol agents watch as a Nicaraguan died in the water. That is un-American. And what Greg Abbott is doing to these people along the border and, and housing them in two different facilities is un-American. What was wrong with the past problem when state law enforcement grabbed an immigrant gave them to CBP or ICE, and that person was summarily deported. The governor wants to put forth a conservative, supposed a conservative means by which to tackle a border security problem, but he's going at it with 12th century solutions. We can do better. But I do agree with one thing in the congressman, and I'll close with this. We need immigration reform. I urge you, congressman, to file a bill for DREAMers tomorrow. File a bill for our farm workers tomorrow. That's a good start. Congressman Gonzalez was on the floor and took time out for the podcast. So I wanted to ask, what is the talk in Washington, D.C., with the end of Title 42 coming up and with the numbers that we're hearing from the other side of the border of those who are waiting to be allowed into the United States? In some parts of the border, now Ukrainians are also waiting. So what is the congressman sharing with elected officials in D.C.? So I represent I represent 42 uh, percent of the southern border and I've hosted 10 congressional delegations. And next month I'll host a, a Democrat congressional member uh, to, to sit down and work through some of these. And what I what I hear on the border every single day is folks going, we need to secure the border. And I'm not talking Democrats, Republicans. Every single person I talk to says this is in, this is maddening. The chaos that is happening in my front door is maddening. So to me, immigration reform starts with border security. And by doing away with Title 42, all you're going to do is, is throw gasoline on a fire. You ask, what, what is the talk here in Washington? 
the talk here in Washington is Title 42 isn't dead just yet. I mean, the president may have come out and, 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 and put a, a marker down for May 23rd, but I would argue there is a good chance that tw- Title 42 stays in place. And I would, I, would, uh, I would tell people to stay tuned because there is a lot of work in Congress that, that uh, both bipartisan, you're gonna have Democrats and Republicans that realize that if Title 42 goes away, it's only gonna create a bad situation even worse. So, uh, you know, I look forward to this dialogue. You know, I think it's important that uh, that all sides continue to have the conversation. These aren't these aren't easy issues. They're also they're also not new issues. Immigration and, and border security is a topic that's that's been happening since the beginning, the founding of our country. And but we have to we have to sit down and we have to talk with one another, speak with one another in a manner that is constructive, not the harsh rhetoric that we see all the time going back and forth. I look forward to working with people on, on anyone who's interested in doing that, whether it's the local level, the state level, the federal level. I'm happy to do that. Thank you for having me on. I, like I said, we're in the middle of this 22 vote series. And we, so I'm, I'm going to get back to it. Yeah, we appreciate you joining us today. We appreciate that, Amy. And you heard what the congressman was saying there. What's, sure. what's your response to that? I became an immigration attorney because I was an intern with the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Educational Fund in the summer of 1996 when the Republican Revolution Congress passed horrible anti-immigrant laws into being that were signed into law by Bill Clinton. And I can tell you, we have, I mean, how long have I been a lawyer? 25 years. We've had 28 years of failed border security, border security, border security policy. In addition, I would remind everyone that Title 42 is supposed to be about public health. There are millions of people crossing the border every day um, that through the ports of entry with border crossing cards, with visas. So this is not about COVID. That is just absolutely not true because why do they only care about supposedly asylees and refugees with COVID? That's you know, if we're concerned about COVID, then we're concerned about everybody at the border, not just people seeking humanitarian relief. Finally, and here I'm going to criticize both parties. I believe that all of this, Title 42, all of this grandstanding, it's all about optics for, you know, Governor Abbott, for President Biden. Um, I recently met with several of my uh, state, uh, and when I say, I mean, the state of Michigan, um, Congressman from the state of Michigan. And privately, they all told me, yes, we need farm workers. Yes, you know, we need truck drivers. We don't have a visa with, you know, massive supply chain issues, record labor shortages. We don't have a visa to bring in truck drivers to deliver, you know, what we need all over the country. And all of those Congress people told me that they're not going to vote on immigration because it's not going to happen this year. It's an election year. And this is too good a talking point on Fox News. Here's my other question, Amy, and and also for you, Roland. And I know you're a Democrat. You ran as a Democrat. Do you feel that at some point the Democratic Party on the federal level kind of turned their back around on the border and on reform? because the system is broken. The system is broken when I see people coming in who have money. And if you have enough money to buy a visa, you can get into this country. Did the Democratic Party turn their backs on all of these people who are waiting, who have credible fears 
Well, you know, I'll tell you, just like the congressman who kind of had to go off the, our, our meeting here, uh, he suggested we needed immigration reform. I posed the issue and he didn't address it. Uh, do we need to address a bill for dreamers? Yes. And if he's not going to violate, some Democrats should violate tomorrow, whether it passes or doesn't pass. We deserve a vote. Our dreamers deserve a vote on that. As Amy suggested, you know, she and I are the immigration lawyers. That's my day job. We des our farmers deserve to have an easier means by which to get their H-2A visas approved. I cannot tell you how hard it is. We have opportunity to solve a significant problem here. Uh, have both sides just punted on this issue because they like to use it at election season? Yes, absolutely they do. But at some point, we've got to be able to look at straight at the eye at this problem and solve it for once and for all, because we can, we really can. We have a labor shortage in this country and we need to address that and do it properly. But nobody in Congress, not on either side right now, has the fortitude to put a bill forth, file it, lay it on the, on the floor of the United States House of Representatives, make the Senate vote on it. Let's see the Republicans run away from dreamers and they won't be there. They'll, they'll, they'll filibuster this thing. And that's the reality of it. And that's the shame in all of this. Amy, and, uh, you, wanted, not, you wanted to respond that, to that? Not, not to beat a dead horse, but the Democrats don't have the votes right now in the Senate to get legislation through, but they're also unwilling to overrule the parliamentarian who, if the, if the, situation were reversed and in fact it has been reversed in the past you know mitch mcconnell would have no problem overruling the parliamentarian who happens to be a former ice trial attorney so in my opinion you know that the democrats were just like oh it's too bad so sad we're not able to do anything that's not true they didn't try yeah that's it that's absolutely it so why are we not trying? What What is the fear of trying? What are they so scared of? I mean, I think it's all about the optics. It's being, I'm terrified of being called an open borders Democrat in the White House, even though what I, one of the things that people don't understand about Title 42 is it is not actually deportation because people who are in Title 42 don't get any legal process. They could be delivered back to their home country and murdered by their government on the tarmac. And we don't even ask them they just get sent out. And the other issue I wanted to address about um, the congressman's point is, sure, a lot of people don't qualify for asylum because they don't have lawyers. Asylum law is incredibly complicated. The immigration laws are as complicated or more complicated than the tax code. And we're requiring desperate poor people who don't speak English, who are severely traumatized to navigate a system and represent themselves in front of immigration judges against prosecutors who are trying to deport them. Of course they lose. That doesn't mean they don't have meritorious cases. And as Roland pointed out, um, a credible fear interview is you pass a credible fear interview with a fraction of a likelihood that you could establish asylum, which is like a one in 10% chance. I mean, it's a, you know, a very low bar under the Supreme Court precedent and our laws. And so we are illegally excluding people from humanitarian protection. We have illegally excluded them for years. 
they're not doing anything illegal seeking that humanitarian protection, but you have Greg Abbott and people complaining about illegal immigration, this illegal immigration, that there's nothing illegal about asylum. It's in the statute. Let me ask you special interests that we're seeing come to the border now, which would be the Ukrainians, the <laughs> Russians. Does Title 42 treat them any differently? than the rest of the people coming in that have been coming in, the Guatemalans, the Africans. I mean, I, I'll defer to Roland on some of this because I don't know exactly what's happening with the Ukrainians at the border. Although I do know some people were desperate and they drove across and there were like shots fired into the car. But in general, um, Haitians are treated horribly. Gee, I wonder why. I mean, as you know, Yami, I represented a Haitian mother and her two twin sons who were under the bridge in Del Rio, 10-year-old sons. And the only reason they were released and not sent back to Haiti under Title 42 is we filed a federal lawsuit in Boston where they were going and where her sister and family live as next friend on behalf of the kids. And we basically tried to get a federal judge to stop them. And so the government released them because it was more of a pain to deal with us suing them than it was to, you know, Title 42, the families. Yeah, I would like to add, Amy, I mean, you know, the, the, the congressman talked about a lot of chaos on the border, rightly or wrongly, and I saw it, and I thought it was horrendous how things went down. But the, the 16,000 Haitians that were there, the federal government processed 16,000 Haitians in eight days. And so this notion that if we lift Title 42, the federal government is not going to be able to handle this is preposterous. They will handle it. They'll bring in more TAs. They will bring in more judges to handle the inflow as they always have in the past. And we will have people processed in the right way uh, with, it, with current law. You know, the, the part of this chaos that the Republican Party is starting is exactly the chaos that they create whether it's Greg Abbott creating chaos by instituting a thousand new cops on the border every day, pulling over everybody and anybody for no apparent reason, or housing undocumented uh, immigrants for four and five months where the average Texan would spend 14 days for a criminal trespass case. We are wasting taxpayer dollars. This chaos that the governor, that the congressman has, has, has talked about isn't just the chaos that's happening from people crossing the border. It is chaos because they have created this chaos. Title um, 42 like will bring back some normalcy to the process. I mean, I think a big part of what's wrong is we're treating the border like a law enforcement problem instead of a humanitarian crisis. The reason we have the asylum statute is the United States sent human beings, including children, back to die in World War II because they would not give them refuge. We decided as a country we weren't going to do that again, and we were going to let people in and process them and you know give them a chance under the law to document their case. And instead, we're detaining people. We have breastfeeding mothers on ankle monitors. You know, these people have no criminal records. The vast majority of them have absolutely no criminal records. They've done nothing wrong. They're only seeking safety. 
and we treat them like criminals. And that's wrong. I want to thank Congressman Tony Gonzalez, who took time out from the floor to share his thoughts with us from Washington, D.C. Also, State Senator Roland Gutierrez and nationally recognized immigration attorney Amy Maldonado. As you just heard, all three of our guests agree that the U.S. immigration system is broken. The question is why is it not getting fixed and how to fix it? A fix that will not help the current situation as everyone is playing the wait-and-see game on the end of Title 42. In San Antonio, Texas, for Sinclair Broadcasting, I am Jami Virging. Thank you for joining us and be on the lookout for our next edition of Immigration Crisis, The Fight for the Southern Border.